Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. First episode of Bachelor in Paradise and the first time in a couple weeks that Ben and I are reunited. Hello, Ben. How are you? What's up, Ash? How you doing? I'm good. I'm a little tired. How are you? I can't imagine how I'm just like jet lagged, like just a little bit back and forth. You know, it's a five day trip. You don't really get like situated, but I got a good night, a good night's sleep on the plane. (laughs) It was just hilarious. Tell us all about this wedding. It looked beautiful. We saw, I saw the pictures on social media. Uh, It was in Italy, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, it was gorgeous. It was my best friend's wedding. Um, It was very emotional in the best way. Just like super, 
sweet and touching and very, very romantic. It was at an abbey uh, about an hour and a half north of Rome, but it was like an old abbey. It's like not used for church services anymore. It's really used as like a wedding venue, but they have guest rooms there. So it's not like a full-blown hotel, but it's kind of like if you were to turn an old 1955 abbey into an Airbnb, basically. It was gorgeous. Everything was candlelit. It was just like that super soft romance and it was cool to see your best friend of about well i met her when i was in sixth grade but i guess we've been like best friends for 14 years and she it's just cool to see um your friend who like you imagine your wedding with for years and years and like daydream about the guy you're gonna end up with see do that and truly end up meeting like the perfect person for them so this was built in 1955? No, 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 no. 1255. Oh, I thought you said 1955. I was like, I've never heard of an abbey being built in 1955 and now <laughs> a wedding venue. In the 1200s. Uh, all right. So Crazy. We, uh, I know exactly where this abbey was at. You want to know why? Yeah. Because um, one of our uh, producers on this show has Jared on Fine Friends, and we are looking for you all in Italy. <laughs> and we saw the exact location. We're like, huh, that's an interesting location. It's like, yeah, an hour and a half north, and uh, it looks like you're in the middle of nowhere. That's hilarious. I don't know how they all ended up having each other on Find My Friends, but it is always funny to see the destination where Dean's at when he's late for their podcast. It's often on a golf course, but you never know. Sometimes it could be Mount Everest. Yeah, this time he was on a, in a sand trap on hole 16 in Los Angeles. Uh, that's where we saw him this, this week. Um, that's incredible. It is special to see your friends get married. It's special to see your friends get married. Just grow up because... It's so weird how life works, isn't it? You you feel like a child for so long. You're under the supervision of somebody, your your parents, or maybe it's at university, or maybe uh, you get you don't go to university out of high school, and you're still just trying to make it work. And then all of a sudden, life switches very fast. It feels like it just like turns on a dime, and you become a husband, you become a wife, you become a partner, mm-hmm. uh, then a parent. Uh, you know, life moves quickly. And so those little moments that you can just take a deep breath and see people who you've lived with your whole life celebrate something special is incredible. So uh, the pictures did look great. Thank Obviously, you. Obviously, they never do it On justice. On behalf of Maura. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy it was a great wedding. Thank you. And it was nice to have a few days for Jared and I just to eat in Rome. We eat, we ate, we shopped. And it was just a nice couple time. Tell us your most romantic moment with Jared in Italy <laughs> over these five days. Feel free to go into as much detail or as little detail as you would like. Um. Well, we had the like. Um. I just like. <laughs> I didn't oh, mean to man. get choked up. You could like say a nice dinner. You don't have to. I'm like, you could say like a nice bottle of wine. Looking at the sunset. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say there was this dinner where we had the most amazing lasagna, and it was just like nice to take a little walk around. And actually, this is so strange. It's just like so Ashley and Jared of us, but we went to an American bar to watch American football on Sunday, and he and I like never go and get beers at a bar. And watch a full game there. And we did. And we made friends with other American tourists. And it was really fun. I saw those videos too. Though, that looked really fun. I love. Yeah. One of my favorite things. When I used to live in Peru. Um, in Cusco. There was a 
a bar that a lot of tourists would stop at on their way down the, um, from Machu Picchu and they'd have lunch. And I wouldn't go often, but I'd try to go, you know, once every couple of weeks and just stop in there and see these tourists from all over the world, really stopping in to like grab their first cheeseburger in Peru and like <laughs> fries and watch football or watch whatever sports is on TV. It was just like a little like reminder of home. It was well, fun for me to see that too by, you know, cause I was there. You know, it's what's interesting about that is that like a lot of the times if we were going to go watch a football game in a bar in America, we wouldn't talk to the people around us. Right. We'd stick to our own table. Like we may like exchange a few little mess, you know, a few little comments and high fives and pounds and all that. But we would never like talk to them for hours. And we did that with multiple people. And it's just cool the way like you get bonded over your own culture when you're away from it. Yeah. But it's also, of course, nice to explore the other, you know, the actual culture that you're in the midst of. Um, But anyway, speaking of couple time Uh and the origin of these relationships. Relationships. Uh-oh. It's paradise time. It is paradise time. It is paradise time. And hopefully, um, some of these couples that we saw on last night's episode will emerge as long lasting couples as we. And uh, yeah, I'm rooting for them. There's a couple good little love stories of, in, unfolding right now. But should we break down the episode after this break? Yeah, but before we do, I just want to say hey, thanks again to iHeart for the iHeart Music Festival this weekend. Ashley was in Italy. So if you listen to our episodes that were released, we had some incredible guests and got to meet a lot of cool people. One of the fun things about iHeartFest is bringing so many people together that you typically wouldn't run into now in this bachelor world and hopefully allowing them just to have a little fun. It's one of the hopes, right? Everybody's kind of in it together. You can just let loose a little bit, have a good time. Uh, And the festival itself was absolutely outrageously fun. Uh, iHeart pulled it off once again. Some incredible musical guests. Um, from all different genres and walks of life. Uh, we had a great, great weekend um, in Las Vegas. So the the show itself will be airing on television at some point soon. We'll make sure to give it the announcement. But until then, uh, here, you know, obviously our employer, iHeart, we just want to say thanks. It was a great festival, a lot of fun, uh, and we always enjoy being there. It's going to be airing on television. We just got the know October 7th and 8th on the C. W. So iHeart Music Fest. Uh, you can see me uh, present the presenter uh, <gasps> on, cool na- on, on national television. 25,000 people. Um, I, I presented the presenter. I don't know if that's like... Um, I, I actually want to say it's a very important job. Because I think it's cool. A presenter needs to be presented. 1000 mm-hmm. percent um and i want to i want to dig into the drama or like the the juicy scoop that was that weekend with you when we have our guest of the podcast on we megan king she made some yeah, headlines yeah. in vegas uh-huh so mm-hmm. as might as well save those headlines for for megan later in the show so megan king is coming later in the show to talk about those pictures that you may have seen with her and Mike Johnson being all over each other. All right, but next we're talking Bachelor in Paradise, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. 
we have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's everybody's favorite time of year. Yes, it is time for Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Paradise is awaiting, uh, I don't know how many. I think there's like always 40 total by the end of this show. Very lucky suitors on the beach in Mexico. Uh, we did see in the teaser that uh, our very own Ashley uh, is going to be, or she's going to be joining uh, these these contestants in Paradise at some point with her husband, Jared. But that wasn't happening in the first episode. Instead, the first episode is kind of our introduction to the season. We get to meet the uh, initial cast. So this first episode is really where we get to meet the contestants, get to know their personalities, see what they're looking for, and hear who their first impressions are really leaning towards. Ashley, you get jacked for Paradise every season. I do want to ask you a little behind the scenes here as a reminder. Woo-hoo, please do. These contestants are showing up to Mexico, right? Uh, they are going to the Vedanta initially to do COVID testing and everything that they need to do. How many days are you waiting in the hotel? When do you find out if you're, you know, first feet on the beach? And then what is the drive like to this resort in Salulita? So just kind of walk us through the behind the scenes prepping for this moment that you do walk down the stairs. How long are the stairs? Give us the details. So the original cast is there for about four nights at Vedanta, which is really no different than the cast for the main show, Bachelor, Bachelorette. You know, you're doing photo shoots, you're doing press, you're doing all these tests, you're doing like your psychological tests, you are, you know, you're just getting the works done. But uh, when we're at Vedanta, uh, it's really nice because you get unlimited room service, or at no least that, that was the situation with us. It was unlimited and we had unlimited drinks. This is back with during season two, season three for me. Now, um, yeah, I think special. we, I think we still had like um, do you have unlimited food when Jared and I went there. I know you don't have to like pay for like. You food, might not want to say no. that because that just might be for their favorites. <laughs> they might not give that to everybody. That's like, hey Ashley, we like you, we enjoy you, we know no matter what you're going to make great television for us. So here is just a wide open room service card. Spend it, use it to your liking, because when you get to that beach, we know you're going to be on. Sweet that it could be. I, I, I don't want to call myself a favorite, but, you know, I have been there a time or two. I, I do remember you getting free drinks with your free room service the first my first two seasons. This year, Jared and I did have to pay for like cocktails. So if you, if you want drinks, you got to pay for those now. Uh, At least let's you know where you stand. See. Yeah. So then the when do you know whether you're like first sand, as they call it these days? I think pretty much because of like everybody talks to each other, you know that if you're flying on a certain date and you like figure out like who else is flying on that date, that you're first sand. Okay. I don't think it's yeah, I don't think that's really that much of a mystery, but people who come like a day or two later, like I think they know that they're a little bit more up in the air. And then the drive is about an hour to Sayulita to Playa Escondida from Vendanta. And it's a 
bumpy, bumpy ride. Uh, for the, for half of it, you're going through, you know, highway, and it's fine. And then you hit this part where it's like gravel curves and massive bumps, and like those roads that if some if you see somebody coming down the opposite direction, you're like, I don't know what we're gonna do. Back up, yeah. d- d- you know try to climb a mountain it's just it's nerve-wracking when uh-huh. you come come across another car on those roads do you want first sand is that something that contestants desire or do you want to <laughs> yeah. show up like two days later well if you're two days later then i think that that's the, like that that's pretty good because that kind of means like you're the ultimate temptation in my point of view yeah. like you're the one that you know that like you're gonna shake things up and not just with drama but like you're like of interest to mm-hmm. the opposite sex right yeah. so like victoria fuller we saw her come down later and i think that we all know like victoria like is definitely like that kind of like desired person and i think that's flattering but i think that like you don't want to be you don't want to be like me like week um, in season two where you come in like the first week of girls entering. You know what I mean? Like because you have your girls and guys entering and then you have your guys entering and then you have your girls entering. And like then you just feel like you're walking into a bunch of couples and you're just scrounging for a date. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to me. I feel like I would not want to be there first. I'd want to come in soon. Why? Uh, I want to kind of let the the first initial impressions settle where they may. I feel like if you're really into somebody, if you're going down there saying, I have my eyes on this person, I'm only in it for this person, I want to let that happen. I don't want to be around for that. I don't want it to be awkward or all of a sudden, I don't know what you're feeling behind the scenes and I ask you on a date and then you're like, I'm sorry, I'm actually really just waiting for this person to come down the beach. I want the dust to settle to see kind of how it plays out and then walk down that way, there's kind of a picture. There's more of a, a calmness to the beach. There's less of an excitement. And you know this, like I get a little socially awkward. And so those like initial, like when you're the first one on the beach and people are coming down, like the hug of like, hey, I'm Ben. Nice yes. to meet you. I don't know your name. I've never seen you before. I don't know where you're about. I get really kind of like quiet and like drawn out in those moments. I'd rather enter into something that's already been set. Like uh, the the vibe has already been com- committed. Now that you've painted this picture for me, I understand your point of view more. I still want to be for sand, but I understand. I also um, understand what you're saying about like the chaos that mm-hmm. is being for sand. It's like everybody is hunting. Yeah. It's like it's like it's officially hunting season. Go yeah. find a mate. It's just a little bit more stressful, I feel like, than if you were to walk in and then be like, I have my eyes on this person. I have a, I, I have an initial charge to this person. I would like to take them on a date. Your problem is that person could be taken and you just never got your chance. Yeah, that's a good point. What is? That's a great point. There's there's pros and cons to both. I also think that you have you ever been on like a, a big friends trip? That first night is wild and exciting. Everybody's so anxious and anticipating like the the days ahead. And so they end up partying more than they typically would. And they end up, you know, just get they kind of have like the anxious energy about them. I get that way with guys golf trips now. I get very anxious <laughs> and excited. And so I show up to that first night and I'm like ready to go. So excited for that first tea time. And I wear myself out. I end up going too hard, too fast, too soon. 
And so if I, I just feel like I want to like peacefully enter him. I want to calmly walk down. What's going on, guys? It's good to be here. How are you doing? How's your experience been? You're still sweating. That looks like you're hot and tired. <laughs> uh, we actually, Ashley, before we break down this episode, we had Genevieve and Victoria Fuller in uh, Las Vegas with us. We do have uh, interviews with both of them. They're both great. Uh, I think they're going to make insanely good television between the two of them. I also really just enjoy them. And here's the cool part, Ashley. Mm -hmm. I've never met them before this trip. Just sitting with them, having lunch. One day, uh, Rachel, the past Bachelorette, I guess the most recent Bachelorette, um, Victoria, Genevieve, and I had lunch together. We talked for probably an hour and a half, just the four of us. And I sat there and I told Genevieve at the end of this, I said, Genevieve, because she's kind of nervous, like, you know, how is this going to be portrayed and all this stuff. And I asked her if she was worried about anything. She said, not that pops in my head. I'm just worried people won't like me. I'm like, okay, Genevieve, let me tell you this. You are Ashley. Like you are. You're emotional. You're just a hopeless romantic. You love being around people. You love hard. You love well. You, you set your eyes on something. You want it. You're going to be insanely good television. Not because you are an actress just because of who you are. She is hilarious, a mm-hmm. blast. And and like just the stuff she was willing to tell me is stuff that I feel like you would have been willing to tell me back then about, you know, sweating and sleeping and the bathroom arrangements and the bed arrangements and what's crawling into the bed and what's not. <laughs> it's it, it was amazing. I just loved listening to Victoria and Genevieve and Rachel talk amongst each other. Ashley, um, let's just run through uh, I'm going to do a few of them here. Then you can pick up from there uh, of okay. the people that's coming to the beach just to give people a reminder. Uh, the first one is one that people, uh, you know, didn't haven't seen a, a lot of before. Actually, some of these contestants people haven't seen a lot of before, which I think is fun. But here you go. Hey, we have Hunter uh, from Clayton season. We have Johnny from Gabby and Rachel season. Serene from Clayton season. Brandon from Michelle season. Kira from Clayton season. Now, I will say, and I don't want this to come off bad. It will probably. I didn't recognize Hunter or Kira. I, did, okay. I didn't. I did not recognize who they were. I, I I was had to look them up and say, were they really on this season or not? Okay, I have two okay. more here: Jacob from Rachel and Gabby season, and then Genevieve from Clayton season. Uh, you want to finish the the list? Sure. Then we have Shanae. From Clayton season, Justin from Katie season, Jill from Clayton season, and Michael A from Katie season. So we don't have many guys from, or any, yeah, we don't have many guys from the most recent season. We don't. It's weird, isn't it? Is yeah, that always well, that way? Well, Logan was also there, but he wasn't in the packages beforehand. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it, it felt like these like they did pull back a little bit on some seasons here, right? Because then we have Andrew and those guys showing up here later on. Uh, well, Serene shows up to the beach first. We see her package and we see her have uh, walked down the beach. I have a feeling Serene is going to be kind of one of those like, I, I think she'll settle down early. You know, we might get a hint mm-hmm. of that already, but I think she's going to have at some point somebody come down to the beach that she's kind of interested in and that's very interested in her. And she's going to be that storyline of she goes on a date, comes back, and is like, nope. I well, we saw that. It's already happening okay. with Brandon, you know? Well, so I'm saying. She'll come back to Brandon at some point. She'll come back to Brandon? 
You think that like oh because it's not like it's not like set in stone, but yeah, it's, it's like not set in stone. <laughs> it's the first week. Yeah, it's not this. It's okay. the first week. We haven't moved to the point where we're like, yes, that's a couple. Okay, you know, like I. Can't they're the most coupley couple right definitely. now. Oh, yeah. definitely. You should go look at Bachelor Data's recent post. She talks about like this trend about how the first guy and the first girl down on the beach is usually the two that end up in serious relationships. Not necessarily together, but like those two people lead uh, romantic storylines for the entire season. So then Michael A. is the first guy to the beach, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And that makes sense. Yeah, it does make (laughs) sense. I mean... Michael A, um, I feel like uh, can do no wrong nope. uh, because I think he's a. I, I I mean I know him. He is a good dude. Uh, yeah. He is he is what he shows on television, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's good looking. Kind of went under the radar. I think after Katie season, people still loved him, but kind of forgot about him a little bit. I think the beach was a great decision for him. I think going on paradise, and then just the way that the girls were talking about him is the Michael A that I've known personally where they're like, I'm into him. He's, he's good looking. He is. He, and, and he's gotten better looking. Yeah. I would say I mean, he's so. always been handsome, but he, like, he's like hot. He had the bachelor glow up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, and he, he took time to talk to each person, even if it wasn't like a romantic interest. I think, you know, that could be seen as, as a negative in some eyes. But Michael A., I think, did it with the intention of just like, hey, welcome to the beach. I'm the first person here. I want to make you feel welcome. Let's calm the nerves. Let's have a drink. Let's hang out. And I think it's good. I mean, I just feel like that's the type of guy he is. I would be shocked if uh, if the show especially doesn't kind of find him his match. For sure. He's the most rootable character. And I... Just have to reiterate all your sentiments there. He's just so sweet, so easy to talk to. Just like you just want to be around him. Yeah. He makes every social situation enhanced. He does. He's he's gonna thrive here. And then we have Andrew that walks down the beach, the second guy to the beach. I mean, that's a two pretty power packed punch, right? Serene's For probably sure. sitting there being like, All right, we're off to a good start. We've got this might not be my romantic interest. But at least we're stacking the deck at the beginning. Andrew and Michael A, two of the most rootable uh, people right now kind of coming into paradise are at the beach first. That's awesome. Two major Bachelor contenders. Yeah. Two guys that I would have rather seen as the Bachelor in both cases when it, when I refer to Zach and when I refer to Clayton. Yep. Love Andrew and Michael. I now know them personally. Um, but even if I didn't, I'd still find that they were more compelling people that I've watched yeah. on TV. But yeah, again, to reiterate what you said, if if I were Serene, I'd be like, okay, feeling good about these two. People are really invested in both their storylines. And I like the fact that we have like Katie's major, like big three mm-hmm. besides, you know, her final pick with um, Justin, Michael, and Andrew all there. So we just saved the goodies for this season. So maybe yeah. we'll do some of that with uh, Rachel and Gabby season as well next year. Uh, yeah, and I would also say that Rachel and Gabby, to go back a little bit, they really carried their seasons. Like the the seasons were interesting or enjoyable or controversial because of Rachel and Gabby. Their contestants, I didn't think 
stood up to the challenge. Like there was, you know, there's maybe a I can't few- remember anyone. <laughs> okay, my point exactly. Now, Katie with the Michael A and the Justin and Andrews, they're big personalities. They're nice guys. They're good looking guys. They've, you know, they've came off the show and we still remember them. Like, I, you know, I, I remember their storylines. I remember Justin having the facial expressions. I remember some dance video that Andrew did at some point that I enjoyed. I've been able to talk to Michael A a lot over the phone. And so I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's hard to say and we're focused on this season, but I feel like these guys really stood up to the challenge when it came to kind of showing who they were as people. And I don't know if Katie and Rachel or if uh, Gabby and Rachel had enough contestants that really did that. So we also have Michelle season in the mix. So we've totally yeah. forgotten about uh, again, her season, not like a whole ton of memorable guys, but Brandon was probably the one that we would most want to see find love in that group. And then yeah. there is Rodney. And I think Rodney's in the scenes for the next episode or the future episodes. Okay. So right now, if we break down this by season, Ashley from Gabby and Rachel season, we have Johnny Logan, Logan, and then um, silly man, Tarzan, Jacob, Jacob, Tarzan. Okay. And then from Katie season, we have Michael A, Andrew, Justin, Andrew, Justin. Uh, Well, those are the three. That's the three. Yeah. Okay. And then from Michelle season, is it only Brandon? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Wow interesting wow and then where is casey from casey oh he's from michelle season okay so was he let go early on yeah he was like middle of the line okay i kind of liked his like he shined in paradise a little bit this episode he's just funny. with his commentary and like sitting at breakfast after you know who knows what happened that night uh but i just enjoyed i enjoyed that interaction i felt like it was really funny uh, and I, I'm excited to see kind of him shine, hopefully, for a few weeks on Paradise. Okay, so then let's go to uh, the women that are at the beach. Uh, from uh, the most current season, Clayton's season of The Bachelor, who do we have? All all of them, except for Victoria? Lace is down there, and she except was on, okay, she Lace, was on a power-packed Bachelor season. I mean, that Bachelor that season that Lace was on. Was yeah, that power-packed one that was called Ben Higgins season. <laughs> yeah, what a season <laughs> that was. Lace is down there. That's shocking and surprising, and I did not expect to see her. Uh, I hope she oh, finds love. Sorry, we also have Brittany, and Brittany's from Matt season. But Brittany flew under the radar in last night's episode, and I hate that because I love Brittany. Is Brittany the one that back during Matt's season, I was like, that girl is beautiful. She's going to so be the Bachelorette. Like, I was stunning. sold out on it, right? Oh, so stunning. When we were in Paradise, well, I can't say anything. I, I won't say anything. <laughs> I can't say a word. <laughs> anyway. I'll talk, I'll talk next week when I'm allowed to talk. What season was Jill on? Jill was on Clayton season. My you know friend Jill, don't you? Jill. Yes. And even like backstories, I know not just from being down there in paradise, okay. but through Jill, like I knew that she and Kira had drama surrounding Romeo before they even left for paradise. Like oh, you could tell Jill would tell me she was like, Oh my God, they're going to put Kira there. Then they're going to put Romeo there. And it's like, I liked Romeo, but I don't you know, blah, blah, blah. I got the whole scoop before she went down. Oh, well they, they, it rose to the occasion on night one. Yeah, so Romeo's down there as well. If you remember Romeo, Romeo was on this past season of The Bachelorette, correct? 
Romeo was on. Oh, Michelle's season. We're just Michelle's yeah. season. <laughs> Whoops, we're just like doing a really bad job about you know figuring out which who's from where. But yes, Romeo, Michelle's season. Okay, along with um, Brandon and Casey. So the the beach is packed. Things are flowing. Wells is at the bar making drinks. It's good to see Wells back. It is. Uh, I think he brings an element to the show that's important. And from what I understand from talking to Victoria and Genevieve, like they just really enjoy hanging out at the bar with Wells uh, on the beach. And so I think it helps. Always nice to have that third element of human, not a cast member, yeah. not a production member. Yeah, he's and he's a bartender and he's not trying to sway you any direction. He's not telling you what you should do next. He's just listening. He's a good listener. Great storyteller. Uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm happy to see Wells back. I'm happy to see him behind the bar. Ashley, a little bit of drama on week one. Obviously, you just talked about uh, Jill, Kira and Romeo mm-hmm. uh, from what you saw and what you understand. How did you feel about that interaction? This is what I understand from the situation. Uh, I think he was kind of flirtatious with both off camera. And then I think he had visited like Jill and Romeo were truly just friends. I think that was their first kiss um, off camera. But there was like a flirt. There was a flirtation. And then with Kira, it seems obvious on the show that they had kissed before off camera. Um, But then it looks like he's not apparently that into it because he flat out tells Kira, uh, please give me the space to pursue Jill. And I thought he did that such, such, such a nice way. Uh, let's just, but then, but then Kira just seems to not really want to abide by that wish. No. And she's being really aggressive and she's making it seem to Jill. Like, she's like I don't know why you're annoyed at me. It's like, uh, maybe because you're being super aggressive and he told you to like let him pursue this. Um, but Jill is hilarious and this will be, this will be continuing. I'll just say that this will be continuing. Kira moved on quickly. She's rubbing Casey's nipples by the end of the night. So <laughs> she's a slop show. What uh, a slop show, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know her. I just saw her rubbing nipples and I was like, Hey, I, I'm sure that feels great on the beach. A little wind in your hair. Seems like a very romantic evening. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch this play out. Uh, I do imagine that Kira, I mean, anybody that has the title uh, looking for a threesome is obviously going to create some storylines during this season. If they want to give you that title, you're not flying under the radar. Uh, and now I'm wondering where and how, how is this going to play out? This cannot end well, but I'm excited to watch it on national television. I'll have to I have to say this. So we all know that Kira is a doctor. I believe she is an internist. How would you feel seeing just your doctor rubbing nipples? I feel, you know, let it fly. Just do you. <laughs> just do you. You're on paradise. I mean, We've had a lot of people with a lot of different professions. Professions. Attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors. uh, A lot of workout trainers. Um, (laughs) All of them just seem to go to paradise and let loose. Uh, I mean, it's kind of why I watch it. 
I watch it to see them let loose and to see their real, like see their personalities let go. Well, one of the cool things too, Ashley, during this episode is the date between Andrew and Teddy. Adorbs. I mean, if I remember right, I think we covered this way back in the day, but when Teddy was on television, Andrew was like kind of tweeting at her, right? Or like messaging her. I'm sure they've had to have spoken. There's Mm -hmm. no way they haven't spoken because I thought he was kind of sending, you know, his, his, you know, bat was, is a bat call. No. What, what what am I looking for? Bat signal. Yeah. He was sending his signal up in the air (laughs) towards Teddy. I'm sure they've talked. For sure, for sure. I loved this date, this whole moment, this whole flirtation and all that because it's so authentic, so real feeling. Andrew is obviously like straight up giddy, so nervous, can't hide it. It's all shown. It's so real life. Love it. Love, love, love it. I love that he admits that he's nervous. It's just all over adorable. This is why we love Paradise, because it's people like kind of looking forward to maybe getting to be with their crush from TV and then seeing them do it and how they navigate it. Yeah, it's great to watch. It is. There was some very sweet moments during this episode. Brandon and uh, Serene stand out to me, obviously, Andrew and Teddy. Genevieve and Justin also standing out to me as a very kind of like, I want to say relaxed couple. They feel very normal around each other. They feel like they're just connecting on a really good level, not only physically. Who? Uh, Genevieve and Justin? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't feel Genevieve and Justin yet. Interesting. Well, <laughs> well I guess the, I, I guess I see something you don't. I guess you do. I see all over Brandon and Serene. I mean, that interaction was a future bachelor couple. I feel like he he pulled her over. Yeah, he pulled her over, and she was like, "I wasn't gonna kiss anybody for like a while." And then here I am, like wanting to kiss. Like she basically said, "You're giving me I want to kiss vibes." And then she giggled at it, and he went right in, and it was like, "Woo!" This is amazing. I uh, I think we saw two connections during this episode that I would bet money on could last through it. Andrew and Teddy, Serene and Brandon. I would put Genevieve and Justin kind of in that third spot, but not like I think they're going to make it the whole time. Is there any other couples after week one that you're saying, no, this, this is going to be the real deal for the rest of the show? Um... Maybe not for the rest of the show, but there were a few more flirtations we should mention. There was Sierra and Michael, and they had a really good conversation because Michael opened up about a very detailed part of being a single parent. He was like, I don't get to share these memories with someone. So like when somebody hopefully does come into my life, I can't like look back on these times with them and have that like nostalgic feeling. It's something I never really would have thought of, but I think that's why I FaceTime Jared and send so many videos and pictures and FaceTime my parents so much because I'm constantly trying to like share what's going on in Dawson's day-to-day life. And it's just like crazy to not have like a go-to person for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think about Lace? Lace becomes a big storyline during this episode as well. It's her 32nd birthday. Happy birthday, Lace. Lace. But not really. <laughs> what do you mean, not really? That was her fake birthday. Oh, uh, her fake birthday. Okay, well, still. <laughs> Happy fake birthday, Lace. Um, loose. Loose. So that's what I was just going to bring into. Loose. Obviously, 
Obviously, Logan Lace's says, story here so far, I don't feel like is off to a uh, a great start. Not that she's messed anything up. It just feels a little rough. Um, Lace hasn't been on the show in a while. Uh, the show has always been difficult for her. If you remember when she was on The Bachelor, um, she left because it was hard on her to be around all these people and to have this attention and to kind of be searching and fighting for for something, which is why I'm surprised that Lace showed back up to paradise. I don't know why. I don't know how it happened. But episode one, I felt like we saw the Lace that we have missed, but also saw years ago on the beach in paradise when she was last there. It was the lace that we've missed that the show has missed. These are the characters that people feel are missing from these current seasons. She says these things, which make us be like, yes, bring back the OG feeling. She goes, my season was so much better than this season in reference to Paradise season three. She goes, this is the most boring season and I feel the prettiest I've ever been. She also says when she's being forced to sort of go downstairs and mingle with everybody when she's lying in bed, she goes, fine, I guess I'll just start being fake as It's like, yes, thank you for saying everything that people at home would feel in that situation. Just being straight up honest. She's the greatest. She is. She is the greatest. And she lives here in Denver. So I get to see see her around. Um, She is funny. Uh, she does say what's on her mind, which is something yeah. we miss. She doesn't have anything to hold back on anymore. Like I said, she, you know, it kind of happens when this is your second and third go around. You kind of say, I, I'm just done pretending here. I'm just going to dive into it. I do have a question about, for, and if Logan was on the podcast, I'd have to ask him. What in the world was Logan thinking? Like if he didn't know her name, his guess was loose. Like, like Lucy, like L U C. L-U-C-E. He didn't... Did I didn't hear an E at the end of that. I just heard loose. Yeah, loose. Which, you know, loose. That was his guess. Like, that's what. Yeah. Th- that's the best he had? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Logan just... He just continues to be like blank paper. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, it, it is. You know, he, he's down here. The show obviously wanted him from this past season above other people. That was just a weird interaction, but yeah, I can't you wait. Know, to, I can't wait to kind of see. Uh, I don't know. I just I like the old school vibe that Lace brings. You're right. It does bring back the old unfiltered. School vibe. Unfiltered. I also enjoy that Lace is referencing season three as her season of The Bachelor in Paradise. Unlike that, she's back on the beach. Like, why is this not her season? I like that she goes, that's my season. I'm just here for a good time now. Or this is your season. I'm here to ruin it. I don't know what oh she's my referencing. Gosh. I love that so much. There's yeah. always like my season better than your season. Uh, yeah, you're right. This isn't her season. This is <laughs> She's right back on the beach. Like yeah. it's the same thing as before. Oh, it's oh, so good. Amazing. And then it was also funny when she was like cupping Casey's breasts. Best and she was, beach. And then they were like, she and Wells are talking about how like that's a full beat cup. It really was. Yeah. I was like, he's got more of a handful than me. Yeah. Hey, good for him. Best boobs on the beach. He said, right? Is that what she told <laughs> yes. him? Yeah. I like yes. that. I, I enjoy that. Uh, anything else uh, from episode one standing out to you, Ashley, any takeaways, anything that we want to bring up before uh, we move on? 
I'm not trying to like toot Jill's horn because she's my actual friend in real life, but yeah. she feels like a modern lace. Do you know what I mean? She's pretty unfiltered. She's yeah. screaming. She she just is raw emotion and I'm liking it. Yeah, I enjoyed watching her. I don't I didn't know much about her going into the season. I I enjoyed watching her in paradise just her reactions they're real they weren't like tamed down they weren't um they didn't feel like she was trying to impress anybody you know she just let loose uh and had a good time with it and i think we're gonna enjoy that i think paradise works really well for that yeah uh she'll shine uh during this i think so i think she'll shine her and genevieve i think so far like the ones that i i'm saying and lace I'm saying I can't. I just like it when they're on our screens. Like I enjoy yeah. watching whatever they're going to say and do. Uh, from uh, that's on the girls' side. On the guy side, I don't know if I have that person yet. I don't have somebody that's really when they're on that makes me laugh. Casey did make me laugh a few times. Mm-hmm. I I like that. I liked watching him. Uh, and I'm I hope- like. Yeah, I like what Andrew. I mean, Michael yeah. A is just like is our stud fast like rom com lead, right? And then then Andrew, he makes me smile. Yeah. That guy's always smiling. He has a glow around him. Love watching him. And I do think that Justin's really funny. And I hope we get to see more of Justin's humor. I agree. I also just love the guys when they sit in the palapa uh, and are talking and Tarzan is saying ridiculous stuff. Like I'm really into that girl. You know, the one girl and they're like, what's her name? He's like, I don't know. And Andrew <laughs> and Justin's reaction to that is so good because so it's like, this is the funniest. Like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever been a part of. Um, and I love every second of it. Okay. So next week we have Victoria Fuller showing up to the beach. Uh, she's walking down kind of in the previews while Genevieve and Justin are sitting by the pool. It's kind of hinted. Uh, that Victoria is into Justin, uh, and I'm assuming that will be a storyline that plays out next week. So far, Ashley, do you feel like this was a good start to Paradise? Do you feel like this is what you needed, wanted, were expecting, or do you feel like it fell short and is disappointing? There could have been a little bit more humor hits. Okay. I knew just being down there during week two and yeah. getting to hear about what happened during week one, I was like, ah. You guys are going to be off to a slow start. Those that first episode may not be representative of what is to come. Okay. And I think like it was good. It was fun. Like Paradise is always fun, even on its most mediocre episodes. It's fun. It's it's good TV. It will get juicier, guys. It's just this is going to be like a little bit of a slow burn the first one or two episodes. How many episodes do we get? Like five. A lot. Oh, we do. Like twelve. Oh, we get tw- twelve episodes. I think it's twelve. My goodness yeah jeez this show just keeps us busy uh, you know who we didn't talk about we didn't talk about johnny at all johnny has nothing yeah 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 that's it i mean that's what yeah, i'd John, say no, nothing nothing about johnny okay all right well l- next week uh, i think jared and i are on monday night's episode so let's we're go excited. let's go all right everybody coming up next we have megan king And then we're going to end with Bachelor headlines as we always do. So we're not done. Grab a glass of water. Come back. Join us for Megan King and hearing everything that happened in Vegas. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back and we're joined by Megan King. You guys may know Megan from the Housewives of Orange County. She's had a couple prof- high-profile relationships. Uh, she was a she's a model, and she is uh, a, a family. Oh, she's one of our podcast family friends here because she's had yes. a podcast on iHeart before, which is called Intimate Knowledge. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of relaunching in a different way. So, Megan, yeah, welcome to the show, and let us know how how is Intimate Knowledge different now than it used to be, and like, and why the break? Well, I wanted to. I mean, COVID made us take a break, more or less, mm-hmm. and um, so this relaunch is. is really more about my dating life than anything else with all the juicy details. So before when it was just about kind of exploring different sex and intimacy scenarios, situations, and from a woman's perspective, this is a little bit light, more lighthearted, a little bit funnier, and a lot more personal. Okay, but you just said on Instagram or you said on social media that you're like over talking about your personal life on social media, but now you're just going to move it to the podcast. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about, I'll talk about my personal life. I'm not talking about my relationships. So, okay, that sounds sounds (laughs) the same. That sounds the same. I'm not talking about the individuals. Mm. They will be, they will remain, remain nameless unless it's Mike Johnson. Yeah, yeah so say, unless you're in TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens if you get into another pro- high-profile relationship? For, first off, you guys, she you, you probably got on the housewives because you were married to baseball player Jim Edmonds. Um, I, that's what I said. Andy's insists that that's not the case, but really, mm-hmm. I okay. seriously can, like. Ask what does he? Why does he that. say you got on the housewives? He said that I got on because I'm me and I had, had an interesting life and I. I was like, okay. Okay. And then that feels you, better. And yeah, then over the fall, you married Cuff Biden mm-hmm. Owens. Right. And that was um that's the nephew Short-lived. of the president. And yes, you guys were married for a month. So mm-hmm. maybe two. Maybe two. And is it officially annulled that yeah. relationship? Oh yeah. Go okay. Back. How did you get mm-hmm. it annulled? Because that's a little bit challenging. I don't, I don't know. You just like go. <laughs> You just call a lawyer and you say, I want to annul this. And then a judge signs it. I don't know. I thought it was a Catholic and you, church And then you pay thing. your bill. And then you pay. <laughs> no. So you can get it legally annulled as well. And I think all that really means in terms of the law is that there's no property to be split up kind of thing. Okay. It's just as if it never existed. So my bottom line here is, Megan, how are you going to keep the men that you're in these relationships with anonymous if they're all high profile? They're not all high profile. (laughs) I really, I haven't, I've tried to not date anyone who's high profile because I think because I was with a professional baseball player who is a celebrity in his own right, I, um, I, I saw him not feel comfortable with the sharing of the spotlight in that way. And so I think there's something kind of 
deeply like subconscious happening here where I go to people who aren't in the spotlight, but still sort of high profile where they can understand my life a little bit, but they're very private. Like the be- like the smaller social media presence, the better, in my opinion. But after having gone on this date with Mike Johnson, <laughs> I'm like, well, wait a minute. I was going to say this, you're off my- to a good start. so far it's the first time i went on a date like that with anybody who's in the public eye you have wanted to be set up by somebody through the iheart team for a while now and then they they chose mike for you personally and they kind of set up for you guys to meet at the iheart awards which if we're gonna be open and honest about all things relationship with you and i appreciate it because thus far you have Uh it happened to be on like the weekend in which your ex-husband got married. Was there some timing to this? No, absolutely not. Also, it was my birthday weekend. So if we're going to talk about stealing spotlights, yes. talk about who got married on my birthday, okay? <laughs> this is good stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying this interview. I'm just going to sit back and watch this. I did not know that your ex-husband got married. I did not know it was your birthday. Well, we did we did uh, take a shot. Um, I wish I would have known your birthday. We could have sang to you, but I'm glad we didn't. Well, you, there's time to make up for that. Okay, but uh, let's go back to Mike Johnson now. So you're okay. saying the timing was coincidental, but you guys did have your first real date in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Um, we did a lot of things. We, um, we, I don't know. It was so awkward, you guys. I felt like, honestly, I felt like what it might feel like to be on The Bachelor because it was like a forced date in a really cool environment with high intense and energy. And like, it was just a lot of fun, but then we're also trying to get to know each other in this kind of fantasy land, you know, type of um, evening. And then we end up at a strip club, which is not, you're not going to find on The Bachelor. So we um, had to mix it up for intimate knowledge, my podcast in that way. And I didn't know that Mike is a sex coach. So I thought, that maybe going. <laughs> Wait, we all didn't know Mike was a sex coach. No, I did. When I did an interview with him, he told me he was a sex coach. I said, "Explain yourself." I don't know what that is, but I'm interested in learning more. It's like an intimacy coach. Yeah. So it's. I think it's a therapist, but for intimacy. So what did he teach you? Anything specifically at the strip club? <laughs> Or, oh. or throughout the whole weekend. Right. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what did he teach you is the question oh. actually asked. I mean, there was moments of fogginess in that long weekend. I think I slept like two hours. But I mean, you know, we this was kind of an experiment, experimental setup. And it turned out to be something more than that. And uh, we really get into it on intimate knowledge on the podcast because the day after our first date the two of us sat down and we downloaded on our first date which is not something that happens you mean downloaded we discussed uh, okay recorded an episode <laughs> you recorded an episode right yeah yeah we, we recorded an episode of intimate okay. knowledge but it was weird to kind of like sit there with this guy that i went on a first date with and be like well we kissed and like talk about that in front of him it was so awkward but that's what we did. So all of those details came out. That took, we did that episode with champagne because we needed some liquid courage. Did, uh, do you feel like it was, uh, I mean, obviously it was an uncomfortable exercise. Do you feel like it was at all healthy to sit down the day after a set up blind date? Obviously the date went well. I will say mm-hmm. uh, as a bystander, mm-hmm. I did not know you guys were on a setup date, but I did recognize that as soon as you walked into the room, Mike, who, Head turned, 
focused on you. And then you two were together all evening, talking, laughing. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like, oh, right, we have this date to go on now. Like you enjoyed each other's company, it looked like. Yeah. I am. I was going to ask you about that, actually. What were you going to ask? I was going to ask, you know, as a bystander, what did you think? Like, what was our body language saying? Because I felt really comfortable. Well, initially, I leaned over at Bob Guinea, Chris Harrison, and Jason, and I said, wow, Mike is really into Megan. That was my first comment about Aww. the evening because I saw you guys Cute. in the corner at our little cocktail party. You guys are just kind of chilling together. And then I think at some point, uh, somebody on the team goes, yeah, this is a, a set-up blind date for them. We're, they're going on a blind date tonight. I said, oh, okay. So this isn't like just a first interaction. I think you're attractive. You think I'm attractive. Um, let's go on a date. No, you guys were set up, but it looked like yeah. there was chemistry. Uh, there was. Yeah, it did. I mean, we hung out all weekend. We ended up hanging out all weekend. There was definite chemistry. We, um, I mean, we got along great. And it was really fun to be on the red carpet with a date who is in that world. Yeah. I mean, you guys both know, but I don't. I've never done that before. Yeah. And um, it was just a lot more fun. It just made the whole experience less Working and more like just enjoyable. That's great. Well, it did bring me to my question though. I do want to ask this, Ashley, is um recording the episode the next day then. Um mm. 24 hours, I'm assuming, after meeting him, or a little like less, 12, probably. Like 12, 12, 12 hours. We were already in the tabloids at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I saw. I woke up in the morning. I, I saw you guys downstairs at breakfast. Yeah, I said I did some we, like, light reading on you this morning. Yeah, uh-huh. it was nice. I got to see some interesting videos. It was a good way to wake up. Um God. and uh do you feel like it was a healthy exercise to break down the date the way you did? Do you recommend it to people? Was it awkward? Did it feel like it added tension? Or was it like good to say, hey, we went on a date last night. Let's talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, what we enjoyed, what we didn't. Did you enjoy a, that exercise? I mean, that's a great question. I would say overall, I think it, it was a good idea just because communi- communication, direct communication is never a bad idea. But like the timing of it, less than 12 hours later, it was a little soon, a little soon. I mean, I feel like Get a few dates under under your belt and then maybe talk about it in the ways that we did. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, we're we're both grown ups. What happened happened, and like, let's get on the same page. But so we're being clear right now. It's basically um, like a publicity stunt <laughs> for the <laughs> podcast, or at least it was. It was set up together for this weekend so that you would have content to talk about on your on the launch of the podcast. Bingo. That's exactly what it was. Right. However, it didn't end up that way. And it, I was hoping that it wouldn't end up that way. I was hoping that it would finally be this, this setup that I've been begging Amy mm-hmm. and Danielle to set me up with somebody for years. And finally, you know, here's Mike. But um, so I was hoping that there would be a good connection. But um, yeah, more than anything, it was like, Let's just see, you know, what happens with the podcast. But I mean, I talked to him this morning. He's in LA. He's he's working in LA today. Like we're we're hanging out. We're talking. I was gonna say I saw that you both came out, or maybe you came out publicly and said, "Hey, um, we're friends," which could be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I I was gonna argue with you where I, I didn't see something Same. spark there. I was there. I saw the sparks. I saw the glitter. <laughs> I saw the shimmer in the eyes. <laughs> Um, and so I was going to say, oh I, you could be friends now, but like, are you giving up on the idea of going on another date? No, I, not at all. And I'm actually, he lives in Austin and I'm going to be going, I'm going to Austin for something else in a couple weeks. So I hope to see him. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, there was, there was definitely a great connection there. And, um, 
I mean, when something, you know, there's a good connection like that, you just don't let it pass by when you're a single woman. Did you did you have a say in who they were going to set you up with? Like, did you give them the, your type? Um, did Are you a Bachelor fan? Did you want somebody from the franchise? I wanted somebody who... I was interested in somebody who was known, um, but that's that's it. So it's not, it's not a Bachelor thing. I really don't even watch TV. And so... Um, yeah, it wasn't about that. It was, and then we were kind of brainstorming for a minute. Well, who sh- who should we ask? And then um, Danielle said, "Well, what about Mike Johnson?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's good looking." So he's a big dude. He's like he's huge. Ma- he's huge. I'm a tall guy. Huge. I told him that when he walked down, I was like, "You just make me feel tiny." Like because he's like he's like big wa- and muscular like he, and yeah. tall. Yeah. yeah, his biceps are the size of my quads. It's not we were walk when we were walking together. Everybody's like looking straight up because I'm five yeah. eleven. They're like, yeah, he's this tall, and I'm wearing heels too. So I was like, you are Amazonian. Uh, well, to finish out this this interview here, uh, one, it was great to be with you in Vegas. It was great to was see so and and be with you off and on. Uh, you were working hard and you were busy, um, and so we didn't get the necessarily the time I wanted to ask you about this project. We talked a little bit at the beginning of this interview about the Intimate Knowledge podcast, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the relaunch of this. For fans out there listening, now, okay, mm-hmm. give you a little bit of... I'm probably sharing too much personally. My wife, right? Not a secret, was a virgin when we got married. Um, listened to a lot of like podcasts and listened to a lot of things to like, you know, understand and to learn, you know, before we got married. And Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. tools were very helpful in our marriage. They still are to this day. Uh, hearing from other people, hearing about other married couples, hearing how they, you know, they work through life once you get Mm -hmm. a year into marriage and maybe it's not as exciting as it was the first couple of weeks. And so, um, I'm really uh, appreciative for for projects like yours but for fans out there listening Mm -hmm. uh can you give them a sales pitch like what why would they want to listen to it what are they going to learn from it what are they going to gain who do you hope listens take it away i think it's kind of like what you were saying about with your wife you know it's a way it's a good way to gather information and i'm a woman who's been married i know what it's like to work through a marriage to then go through a divorce to have children and date while having children to date without having children before I had kids too. So I, I feel like I'm no expert on dating and sex and intimacy, but I do have a lot of experience in it. And as you know, a mom from the middle of America, who's 38 years old and in the dating world again, I, I don't think that I'm alone in, in that, you know, description, but I do think I'm alone in the way that we just don't speak about it openly enough. And so when people come to to my podcast, they're going to laugh and they're going to they're going to say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she just said that. They're going to put their kids to bed and then they're going to listen. And I think that what I want is to just keep an open dialogue about being comfortable within our sexuality, laughing at our sexuality and sex and intimacy when it's appropriate, like making light of it, but also finding the how the sanctity in sex and intimacy as well and knowing that you can have all of it it's kind of just what are you looking for and and um how do you achieve that so we're gonna have a lot of fun guests on and a lot of crazy dating stories and if you listen to this episode out right now you're gonna find out literally the dirty details about 
Mike and I. <gasps> yes. Oh, well, that is the best tease ever. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So go and listen to it. It's Intimate Knowledge. It's a new or it's a rebooted iHeart Radio mm. podcast with Megan King. Yeah. I can't yeah, wait. I love it. Megan, you're going to thrive. Thank you for doing this project. I haven't listened to an episode yet. I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, but I will say this. Here at Almost Famous, we celebrate anybody that's willing to be vulnerable, authentic, and maybe cross the line a little bit to help other mm-hmm. people feel less alone. And no matter Cheers. what, I bet somebody's going to listen to your podcast and say, hey, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm not alone in this. Maybe my desires or my ideas for marriage and sex and intimacy uh, have made me feel weird my whole life. And Megan's helping me feel less alone. And that matters. Go listen to it That's now. What it's all about. Yep. Intimate knowledge with Megan King. Love it. Thanks, guys. Bye. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about using your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So... The next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service that you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Shake Shack, thank you. You're always coming through in the clutch, no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what I'm doing. It's always, always filling me up tasting good and giving me the energy I need. Well, at festival this last weekend, Shake Shack fed us. And I just want to say personally, thank you for doing that. You made so many people smile. It's time for Bachelor Headlines. First headline, we've been teasing it. We've been talking about it. Bachelors Peter Weber and Kelly Flanagan are full on back together after sparking romance rumors. They're both happy. This according to Us Weekly. Still can't get over this. I still think it's hilariously awesome. Still think they have the most fiery, passionate relationship. And I can't believe, I can't imagine what it's like behind closed doors. And how anybody can get back together after all the things they said about each other in the public. But it is Kelly and Peter. And they are back together fully, according to an insider. Said that they rekindled their romance this summer and have been spending a lot of time together since. They uh, he's been planning fun dates and they have a lot of fun together. Peter wants to be in a serious, committed relationship, and his feelings for Kelly never went away. The source says they're both happy and looking forward to where things go this time around. I want to know what's going on with all this stuff that was said after they broke up. Like what? No, I know. How do you how do you get over that? I mean, I'm sure you can, right? Yeah, of but, course, nothing was like brutal, but like mm, they, yeah, I know. Like there was that insinuation that like he wasn't a real man. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy being. I wouldn't enjoy that. <laughs> oh. I know, that was crazy. But I wonder if they were like always in touch a yeah. little bit. Where it was like, really? Did you really just say that? You know, like, I wonder if it was like ever like playful when they were saying things like that to each other i don't think so i think they like <laughs> really disliked each other because they <laughs> loved each other so much see fiery passion red uh, it burns red a, like this is a quick little headline here uh that we don't have to cover a lot of i just think it's great lace morris wonders why she's not being pursued as she fakes birthday attention on paradise this according to people 
Well, so people got this exclusive clip, and now yeah. if you want to talk more about what you know how Lace handled last night, is basically these are just some funny quotes from her. She goes, "I feel hopeless in paradise right now. I'm the prettiest I've ever been. Like, how am I not being pursued? It blows my mind." I love that. what I know. I wish I had that <laughs> confidence. Like, I, I, you know, I guess nowadays it wouldn't do me much good. But back in the day, when I was single and mingling, I wish I could walk into a bar and be like, "How am? How is everybody in here?" not focused on me like i'm feeling good but i will admit that in my stints in paradise i have thought similar things i've been like i'm so confused i'm fun i feel really pretty i look great i don't know why nobody wants to date me i'm so confused so this is just lace saying it and i love her for saying it i love her too for saying it lace is one of my favorites i love watching her uh, Jesse Palmer reveals which celebs he wants to see on Bachelor. Uh, he wants to see Drake, which is a total long shot. And then he says Lindsey Vaughn is newly single. She He heard that she was dating P.K. Subin. Who do you, do you know who that is? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently it's just kind of like casual. Uh, he's met her before, thinks she's lovely. So he's like, yeah, if nothing serious with Lindsey Vaughn, that would be a cool choice. It would be. Lindsey Vaughn would be great. That girl, she's my she's my hero. How many ACL surgeries she had? I only have three. I bet she has like five to eight, <laughs> and she's still functioning at a high level. Nutty. Nutty. Nutty, but awesome. That'd be cool. Uh, Bachelors, Clayton Eckerd and Susie Evans. This was surprising to me. Split. After it re- was? It was. <laughs> what? When they came on our podcast, I left it and I said, I feel like she is such an important person in his life. Like the way that he talked about it, like Susie's there to support me when I was down. I mean, maybe that's like not a great sign because it felt kind of one-sided when they were on. Uh, but I'm surprised that they split. Now, there is obviously some hints that things were not going well in paradise. Mm-hmm. You know, they were moving separately after living together. Um, yeah, that I was did a big notice one. they did post an ad like two days before the announcement of the breakup. So somehow they were still working <laughs> Get together. The money. Get yeah. the money in. We'll yeah. post this first and then we will split. I just knew that they had to work too hard at that relationship too early on. Of course, they had big hurdles, you know, big coming hurdles. off this season. Uh, but I do believe that, like, so many Bachelor couples have overcome hurdles, and those are very overcomable. But I just wanted, I just like when they when we were interviewing them, and I'm not sure if you were here the second time we had them, but I was like, oh, these two, like, everything is a struggle. Like every day is serious conversations. And when you're six months in, you should just be having a blast. Yeah, you should be having fun. The show well, you does. should be having serious conversations, but you should also be having a blast. It shouldn't be about the show you know. brings a different element, right? It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they just had to work so hard. Maybe this will be a uh, Peter and Kelly reunion at some point. Wouldn't that be fancy and fun? We can cover it right here uh, on Almost Famous. But for right now, Clayton and Susie are done. They're moving forward uh, in their own separate directions. Well, uh, let's. Uh, I think it's going to be probably the final headline, maybe one or two here. Uh, but Haley reveals she lied to Becca Tilly about her Bachelor Nation fandom at first. This is so good. <laughs> 
So cute. Okay, so Haley was a huge Bachelor fan, but when she met Becca for the first time, she was like, oh, yeah, what season are you from? And she very much knew which seasons Becca was from, said that she was one of her favorites on your season and on Chris's season, but she just tried to play it cool, like she wasn't a big fan, and then later had to admit, like, I totally lied to you and knew exactly who you were, and I was always having fun watching you. Uh, such they were they were in Vegas as well. Uh, very cute couple. Love so Becca cute. Tilly. Haley's very sweet. Um, it's just a cool little story to end in the day on. Well, Ashley will be back next week with another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast, breaking down episode two of Bachelor in Paradise. But until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.